Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Zach. And welcome to a new episode. Week two. Today we are talking about The Shining by Stephen King because your girl finally read it. Yes, Danielle has finally read The Shining, my all-time favorite Stephen King book, before eleven twenty-two sixty-three happened. And uh, yeah, I'm excited that she finally got to read it, and she's got some thoughts about it, and might talk a little bit about movie, but it's probably mainly going to be books and her thoughts, my thoughts. And all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, so I put this book on my January TBR. And I actually didn't go into the year being like, I'm going to start it off with The Shining. It just kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Um, but I did. And it was a great way to start the year, I will say. Actually, spoiler alert, I've had a really great reading year so far. I know the time we're recording this, it's only January 6th. So... We've still got plenty of time to read bad books, but I'm kind of on a roll right now, and we're actually going to talk about what we're currently reading, of course, and I guess I'll start, and I'm currently reading Gone to See the Riverman by Christopher Triana. This is a horror book. It's known to be very disturbing and dark. It's about this girl named, I think her name is Lori. Uh, yeah, Lori is obsessed with a serial killer, and... He basically like sends her on a task in the woods. She brings her sister and I haven't gotten far enough to know what's going to happen. But Zach actually read this book. And I hated it. It All was right. one of my <laughs> least favorite books of 2022. And again, we didn't do that video for me because it's just negative thoughts. But yeah, that book, dark stuff. And I absolutely just hated the main girl that we were following. And you'll see why when you read it. So what are you I reading? So. I am in the... As of the time we're recording. The time we're recording, I am in the almost dead center of Swan Song. I'm on page like 401 or 400 or something like that. Um, since I have read the book The Fireman by Joe Hill, that was my third like post-apocalyptic world type thing. Wanderers being one of them and Stephen King's The Stand was the other. Um, I figured I'd give Swan Song a chance because why the hell not? Um, well, it's a book that's been on your like long standing TBR, and we kind of had well, so was the fireman. Well, right, and so we kind of had this week off at the beginning of January, and so we were like, maybe we should knock off like a super long book. And we actually, or he knocked off um, a long king book too. So you're kind of also on a roll. I actually have read four beefy books. Once I finished this, four beefy books, four months in a row. Yeah. It was October, 1122, Wanderers, and now Swan Song. I love that progression for you. Also, fun fact, again, the day that we're recording this, we had our big shopping day, which plug... Go check out our YouTube channels. They're both booktube channels. They'll be linked down below wherever you're watching this. And we each did a come shop with me and book haul. Mine was at Barnes & Noble and we showed you what we got. And then Zach's was at Half Price Books and we showed you what we got. And out of nowhere, honestly, this is like insanely like ironic and iconic. Um, we He just started reading Swan Song and we're like, it'd be so cool to own the hardcover this is literally like this week we talked about this conversation and then haven't been at the bookstore in a while we go to this half price books and what do they have in their display case again this should go up after that video possibly but spoiler alert swan song hardcover it was a hardcover edition of swan song it was the edition that was signed by robert mccammon the artist. It was, was like, like stunning. Dude, it's, I was so mad. It was funny because I had just gotten out of the washroom and was walking and back I, towards her. Yeah, and I and like wave him like, over. I'm like, come here, come she here. She was over by the display case and she's like waving me over and I'm like, 
ah, shit, she just found a rage and I'm not going to be able to leave the store without it. And she's like, it's a hardcover edition of Swan Song. And I'm like, oh, I mean, not quite rage, but still a book I would want. Yeah. And uh, yeah, price tag would say otherwise. But anyway, it was really cool to look at and I was able to hold it. It is a bigger book. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe next time, Chief. Right. So yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to today. We've had a great week off very bookish we've been reading a lot we've been filming we've been posting a lot of content on pretty much all of our platforms tiktok instagram youtube and all of that and um obviously the podcast and so you should also go follow the podcast instagram another plug also don't forget to rate and review this podcast because it really helps us out and um yeah it's just you're gonna be one of the cool people who writes and reviews the podcast and hopefully it's five stars because we love what we're doing here and we hope that you do too so yeah we got some we when we went to the bookstore we were kind of on a mission because we got a bunch of gift cards for christmas and so we had basically planned out this day to go to the stores and we found quite a few like new releases that we're really excited about and just a couple of other like random books that honestly I didn't even know existed. So it was a good day. Yeah. Got some good stuff. Uh, we also picked up some Raising Canes. Yes. Yes. Always a good choice. So let's jump into The Shining. If this is your first time listening to a deep dive episode, we usually try and keep it spoiler th- spoiler free up until we say Spoilers. we can't no more. <laughs> Um, so we're going to just talk mainly like the basic plot and everything and like our general thoughts, and then we'll really, uh, well, deep dive into the book. So, um, are you ready for that? I've been ready since you read the book. All right. So we usually start with an elevator pitch and this time I will be giving the pitch because I kind of wrote something out. Well, yeah, that, and if I did, that would be the entire episode. Right. So my my little uh pitch here also probably most people have read this book or at least know what it's about but in the off chance you don't jack torrance's new job at the overlook hotel is the perfect chance for a fresh start as the off-season caretaker at the atmospheric old hotel he'll have plenty of time to spend reconnecting with his family and working on his writing but as the harsh winter sets in the idyllic location feels ever more remote and more sinister and the only one to notice the strange and terrible forces gathering around the Overlook is Danny Torrance, a uniquely gifted five-year-old. So, like Zach said, this is a book deep dive. We might touch here and there on the movie or the miniseries or whatever, but this is primarily about the book, and this is also me telling Zach, this is primarily about the book. I mean, yeah, honestly, we might end up doing a podcast episode in the future of me just talking about all comparing three. all three. Yeah. Um, if not, we can do a YouTube video. The thing that is obnoxious is we technically when I first started as a booktuber, one of the first videos I actually recorded was me discussing the Shining book, the movie and the miniseries. And uh, then I talked about Dr. Sleep and that that video was like four hours long. And Which, I... for one of the first videos we ever filmed, like literally ever, ever, it was a huge undertaking and I was like overwhelmed because I help out a lot with the editing on his channel. I don't do all of it, but I also do all of the editing on my channel. And so I was like, why did we decide to do this when I've only edited like two videos before this? So... That didn't go so well. But back to the book. I also don't think we have that footage anymore. I think it's just gone. It's definitely gone. Um, Actually, it might not be. I'm not totally sure. Don't ask for it because we're never going to release it. We'll have to do it in a different way and better quality and everything. But But let's get to the book. Yes. So I obviously read this book. Zach has read this book twice. You want to start with star ratings or you want to save that for later? Um, Let's save it we'll save the star rating. So I went into this book, I pretty much knew the plot. It wasn't a surprise to me. For the most part, obviously, I had seen like 90% of the film. So I knew the idea. I know that they're totally different. We're not even going to comment on that. But I knew I went into it being able to 
you know, put faces to the characters, which really helped me get along with the book. And I knew like the general premise of the story. So I didn't go into this totally blind. And I was pleasantly surprised while reading the book. I will say one of my main gripes with the book is that it's too long. It didn't need to be this long. It wasn't as bad as I actually thought it was going to be. At first, I thought it was going to be super wordy. Everyone always comments on how Stephen King just like over details everything. So I thought it was going to be like 10 out of 10, like over detailed. And it wasn't that. It was just some sections of the book didn't need to be as drawn out and dragged on as they were. For me, one of the main parts was, which we'll start right away with the plot. You basically jump right in to Jack getting, um, or like in the interview process to be the caretaker of the hotel. And for me, one of the parts that dragged on was the beginning. I thought that that whole section, because he technically goes on three tours of the hotel with three different people. And I understand like why it happened but those parts made for a very slow beginning and I think that you have to really like buckle up if you want to like slog past some of that do you have a comment I see the problem that I'm going to run into debating or like talking about this book with you is as someone who has now read it twice and has personally think that there is very very minimal flaws to the book like you saying it's too long i'm like nah that ain't true but i could see where you would see at the beginning it does kind of drag um it's very slow burn there are the three you know things going on um i remember when you had read this part you asked me you're like oh my god am i gonna have to remember all like the 40 names that olman just mentioned yeah and i'm like no 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 you're only gonna remember you only like need to recall like one or two of them right so like i said at the start of the book, he's going on the tour of the hotel. He gets the job. The main, who is it? The manager? Who? What's Allman's position? Manager. The manager of the hotel is very reluctant to have Jack be the caretaker. But, you know, he gets the job anyway, obviously. Um, like we said, he's a recovering alcoholic. He had a bad um instance at his last job and so Alman was like I honestly don't want you to get this job but you're um who was it Shockley your um AA was like um you know he's good for it he'll be good give him the job give him a chance and everything and so to start off with like I said he's going on the tour he's going Alman is giving him a tour of the hotel the cook of the hotel Dick Halloran is giving him a tour and then also um watson who does the like what mechanics of the hotel he's like the maintenance guy basically. yeah the maintenance and so that part to me like i said was slow and then from there um you're kind of like just kind of waiting for everyone to leave the hotel yeah i mean you get to that part you're waiting for everyone to get out and i feel like it's... that takes a while too like everyone's just look kind of like hanging out doing this that and the other thing i'm like can you all just leave so we can get the train moving? Can you leave so we can get this party started? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great party, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. I so what comes right. after that once everyone leaves? Um, everyone leaves and we get... Spoiler free. I mean, we get to the part where it's just the three of them in the Overlook. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much like 98% of the rest of the way through the book is them dealing with things at a hotel being the only three people in it. Um, the wasp nest is good. Um, I will say also, cause I put in the um, pitch or whatever that Danny, like we said, has a gift and you're also throughout the book up until a certain point, his parents don't know really what this gift is. They don't know the full extent, of but it. they start to like notice things like, Oh, that was weird that he knew. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific instance. Oh, that's weird that he knew um, that what I was thinking that time or like what dad, what, what daddy was like doing or where he was or something. And you know, like stuff like well, that. Well, yeah. And then when Jack's in the interview with Ullman, Danny and Wendy are back in their home in uh, Boulder. I think they live in Boulder or are they in mm -hmm. Vermont. I don't, I don't remember where they're living. Um, 
but Wendy's like, did he get the job? And he's like, yeah, him and the like manager really don't like each other though. And it's like, yeah. it's like he just knows that. And so, well, um, let's mention with, Tony real quick okay. along with that. Go ahead. So, <laughs> well, I was about to branch off into something different. We'll just mention so, Tony. Tony fast. is Danny's imaginary friend. Um, and basically we like come to find out, I mean, I don't know how you would perceive it. Like the mini series, it's like his future self, but like in the book, it's like just this imaginary friend he has kind of like a voice in his head. Yeah. But he like counts on to like show him what's coming up, show him things. And in the movie, it's a finger, but in the book, it's like, like in like a person it's I, I believe it's an apparition or it's just like somebody he likes just hears in his head yeah and it's like in the distance and so um what later ends up happening is when they get to the hotel and danny and dick are kind of talking um dick has the shine as well which is what they call it the shine um or yeah, The Shining, whatever. Um, and Dick has it as well. And so there's a part where he calls him Doc. And that's like the nickname that Jack and Wendy use for him. And Jack and Wendy are like, how did you know we call him Doc? And he's like, well, I mean, he kind of looks like a Doc, doesn't he? And no, I think he goes, I think I heard you say it when you walked in or something like that. And it's yeah. it's weird. And then like Danny and him like, Dick is like getting ready to finally go to Florida and he's like, Hey, Danny, can you, or doc, can you help me like bring my stuff out to the car or whatever? Yeah. And And then that's when Dick reveals to Danny, like, you're not the only one. This is how it, what you have kind of works. And then he kind of warns him about the hotel. He's like, this is like some places shine just like people do. The overlook shines, but it's not good. and that's what Dan- that's when danny learned like what to call it too like yeah. the shine yeah um and you find out in that moment too that danny has like a huge what is it like he is like very very like oh he's very strong. very strong with it. yeah he's like he, he even like shook up dick yeah he, <laughs> that's a weird sentence he, whatever he, he like used his like ability to like because Dick was like, you know, come at me with full force. Like, like, lay it on me. Say, like, think of anything. Think at me. And he just, like, yells something. And, like, he breaks, like, the taillight of his car. And Dick's just, he gets, like, a bloody nose or something like that. And he's like, oh, oh, my. And you didn't even go full force, did you? And he's like, no. It's like, oh, good. Well, so also in the book, the family is painted as, like, they're all trying to still like be a family and everything i think in the movie jack might be a little bit more like villainous like right from the get-go but in the book he is like definitely trying to it's a very controversial thing a family man amongst king fans to either you like the movie or you like the book you can't like both oh i'm walking evidence that you can like both and I honestly say the book is, it's one of the things where I always get torn between the book or the movie, which is better. This is the only case where I'm like, it's like almost 50, 50, um, because I grew up watching the movie. Um, but again, we're not here to talk about movie. We're here to talk about book. Uh, if you want us to talk about the movie, let us know. And, uh, we'll probably end up doing something separate about it. Um, but yes, in the book, Jack is deemed as a, He's a recovering alcoholic, just like in the movie. But the difference is Jack is, in the book, he's a loving, caring father who actually does care about his family, where Jack Nicholson's portrayal in the movie is kind of like, as soon as he gets in the car with him and starts heading to the Overlook, it looked like he just wanted to kill him right away. Like, he would have driven off the cliff if he could. They Um, had, But they had problems, though, when he was, like, at his worst. Like, you find out that he literally broke Danny's arm just because his anger got the best of him. And um, at at that point, Wendy was like, oh, my God, I got to, like, get this kid and we got to, like, say bye, Daddy. Um, (laughs) Bye, Daddy. But um, then, like, that is kind of more in the past. And so you see their relationship really 
uh, like grow. And Danny, though, with his powers and everything, he can kind of tell that they're maybe doing that just for like his sake. And also Danny can tell that like the Overlook, he knows in his heart that the Overlook is not maybe like the safest environment and um but he doesn't tell anybody well that's something that tony has told him and that's something that dick tells yeah. him when he gets to the hotel too is like this place is dangerous especially for like and a he person ha- like you he has visions or was told red rum and no one also that's the other thing it takes him a while to figure out what red rum is like a long while in the book but he was said the word red rum and he like didn't know what it meant or anything, um, but from Tony, or uh, Tony yeah. showed him that on like a wall or no, something. No, Tony. I don't think it was Tony who showed him. I think it was one of the at the spirits of the hotel it was the first one to kind of show them show him red rum. Um, and that which, like room two seventeen is like n- no good. N- it's no good. I want to say it's two seventeen. The problem is when you get intermixed with it's the movie and the book. It, the movie i think was 237 yeah movie was 237 book is 217 um and like dick tells him like stay out of the room like stay out of that room um which danny is definitely like takes that and is very anxious about that room but also he's very curious about that room so like when mom and dad wendy and jack would are would you say at this point we're kind of getting into some spoilers yeah we'll say we're into spoilers now oh wait let's give our ratings for the people who will drop off i gave this book five stars if i were super 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 technical it'd be like a 4.75 just because of the parts that dragged but that's stupid so it's a five star for me and obviously we know what your rating is yeah this is like a 10 and we're also gonna have our i'm gonna be posting a instagram giving like all my thoughts to um and that will also be spoiler free so you can check that out as well but now we're getting into spoilers so spoilers ahead more than likely yeah so i was saying how danny is like very anxious about room 217 but he's also very curious about 217 and so like wendy and jack are busy doing whatever it is they're doing one day and he actually goes to the room and like i mean big big like plot jump we just did so well so the overlook hotel's basement has got a scrapbook and in that scrapbook has got details about all the bad things that have basically happened in the hotel like gambling um bad like blackjack stuff like like real like really bad stuff like murders that take place and one of the things that gets previous owners well yeah from like literally from like when it was built until like where we're at now and basically what happens is in 217 a woman killed herself in the bathtub and that like spirit has been known to like be really bad so that's why dick is telling danny to not go into room 217 also to just mention quick with the scrapbook too when jack or when allman had left jack he told him like there's no ghosts here or like uh, nothing bad has happened at the overlook like you'll be totally fine when jack finds this scrapbook that's when he's like okay i definitely was played like there's definitely bad stuff that's happened here and he actually calls up Ullman and is like what the hell dude like i'm gonna write a story about this because all of this stuff happened in the past and it's very like under uh under the radar Swept like under the road yeah exactly and Ullman like pleads with him like not to do it and he's like you know all that stuff so that's going on with the scrapbook and then also the yeah there's the wasp's nest chapter real quick do you want to touch on the wasp well yeah so the wasp nest chapter is basically um jack used to be like a handyman or like a construction type dude and so Ullman wants him to replace some shingles in the roof on the top of the hotel while doing so he stumbles across a wasp nest um and pretty much what he does is he takes care of the business i mean he gets stung a little bit kills the wasps and then like gives like like cleans it out and it's like cleans it out danny i had a wasp nest when i was young so do you want to have one too 
and he like gives it to him to have in his room that was like the first like okay something bad just happened because obviously we wouldn't have read that whole chapter if nothing was going to come of that and well yeah and then plot twist like literally like the same night or like a night later um danny literally like awakes to like a ton of wasps like in his room mm-hmm. like they're stinging him all over the place he's freaking out this is all while jack and wendy are trying to get it on so like yeah that's kind of, in terms of jack and wendy that's kind of annoying but um danny's screaming in agony because he's getting stung like crazy and like the other thing i will say with this book that i never really thought of until i watched the miniseries again a few nights ago Danielle fell asleep. She could not stand the kid in the show at all. And I personally, the thing that I like really think about when it comes to like Jack's descent into madness is the fact that even though his family loves him, they don't really seem to trust him. Like they, like Wendy kind of always gives off the vibes of like, you know, well, you probably could have done this or like you could have actually been the person who did this. You're not or, wrong you because know. anything bad that happens to Danny, like she's Wendy, very quick to be like, Jack, what did you do? Or Jack, don't lay a hand on him or something like that. Because yeah, and in the past, obviously stuff happened between them. And so and so it's for someone like in his case, like to be thrown under the bus, like 98 percent of the time. I'm not saying him going into madness and wanting to kill his family is a pretty good way to cope with that. Um, I would say like him wanting to be drinking more often when like the people that you are like trying to change for are still accusing you of doing things, even though you're not, can kind of drive you to want to drink and stuff. So pretty much he's recovering alcoholic. He hasn't had a lick of alcohol in a long time. And that's when the hotel is like starting to get nice and strong. So the hotel basically wants Danny. It wants Danny to, like, join the Overlook and in doing so, like, killing him. And Danny's, like, too strong for it. And so eventually what the Overlook does is it starts targeting Jack. It starts Because going... they can know that they can weaken him with alcohol. Well, yeah. So the scrapbook was actually placed by the Overlook Hotel. So the hotel is actually the one that planted it so Jack can start, like, looking into it and like getting all these ideas he's writing a play in the book i think it's a play in the book yeah he's writing a play and all of a sudden he takes a swing out of like left field the phone call that he has with olman like danielle said he's like i'm gonna write a book about the hotel and all of its you know wrongdoings and all like the bad things and everything like that and that's pretty much what he decides to start doing and the hotel is the main culprit of that because it's the one that left the scrapbook. Um, the topiary animals is probably one of the most terrifying like things to read about in yeah. this book. Um, and those, you know, they they're the defenders of the Overlook. Basically, they're like the guardians that are outside, and it it was very well done, written by King to like do something like that, where like you just look at a hedge animal. And now all of a sudden, like, you're scared of it. Like, just like how he did with, like, a drain with it. Yeah. Well, and obviously we're not going to be able to touch on, like, every single aspect of the book. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, main plot points that actually lead somewhere. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there, too. All right. I also think that it's kind of important to mention or to backtrack a little bit to the wasp nest. Um, this is something that we should have mentioned, like, right after that. Basically, after he gets stung by all those wasps, Tony, like, leads him to... Before. Before the wasps happened, Tony had led Danny into the bathroom, says, lock the door, and, like, shows him some stuff. And that's, like, Jack has, like, an outburst and slams Danny into, like, the toilet or something like that, um, telling him that Tony isn't real, this and that, and... Then when they're laying in bed, Jack and Wendy, like, forgive Jack. And then that's when Danny starts getting stung. And Wendy's like, we got to take him to the doctor. Yeah. So basically, they go to the doctor's office. And the doctor is just trying to, like, make sense of everything. And Danny kind of tells the doctor, like, um, he hasn't ever told Wendy and Jack about 
the shine and like how he knows everything but the doctor's obviously like trying to figure that out and he actually does say the shining in the appointment and he also mentions literally like what wendy's thinking about and the doctor brings it up he's like or at at the end of the i think he mentions her sister she's thinking about her sister yeah and so in the appointment he's like so do you have a sister like were you thinking about her and she was like yeah you know blah 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 blah. and then he was like interesting like danny knew that and she was like danny never even knew my sister yeah so so that was another way that they were like interesting like yeah he's gifted yeah and he and then the doctor was like has he mentioned the shining to you or something like that and they said no and all that so where do you want to go maybe that was red room i feel like he mentions red room to the doctor yeah because they were trying to figure it out everyone's trying to figure out what red room is but where do you want to go after the doctor's appointment uh where do i want to go yeah um well, from the doctor, I think it's so while there still is no like ton of snow on the ground, Jack is still going to AA meetings in Boulder. I think that's the next close. No, Sidewinder. That's the next closest town. Um, and so he's still going to like AA meetings. He's still doing like AA like phone calls and stuff. And um, and so Jack's like at one of those after the events of the day prior, um, and then. Basically, from there, I want to say the snow starts falling. Like, we kind of do, like, a little jump ahead, and the snow starts coming down. And uh, meanwhile, the big thing, I mean, if you haven't, if you've stuck around this far, obviously, there's spoilers ahead. Um, The big thing that Watson, and something I even mentioned to Danielle at the beginning when she was reading it, she was like, are all these things I'm getting told, like, important? I'm like, there's only a few things that are majorly important. The boiler. Big, the biggest one is the boiler. I was like, Watson tells him he's got to dump the boiler every night because... It could, like, blow up. The uh, the emergency exhaust vent is, like, rusted over or something like that. And Olman's a cheap bastard and doesn't want to replace it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the key things that you need to remember. So simultaneously, we're getting, like, you know, I think a chapter two starts with, like, they're like, and Jack was dumping the boiler or whatever like that. And mm-hmm. So... That's one of the big things. And while he's down there, that's when he starts discovering the scrapbook, like I mentioned earlier. And pretty much from there is kind of when the madness starts happening. Yeah. Jack is like more things are kind of starting to happen more frequently, um, such as like music things start playing, chairs are falling off of tables, like mysterious things just kind of keep happening in the hotel. And like Wendy's starting to get worried. And Danny is, like, also getting nervous, but Jack's just like, everything's fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. We have to, like, I'm the caretaker. I have to do my job. I have to stay here. But you guys can get out of here. But eventually he's like, all right, if you guys want to go, you know, we'll wait it out a few more days. If you still feel like you want to leave, you take Danny and you guys leave and I'll stay here myself. And, yeah, that's not really what happens. Um. Let's see. What else is there to talk about? Jack going to 217? Uh, well, yeah. So then, event. I want to say the main, all the real bad crap starts hitting the fan with the whole family involved when Danny goes into 217. As soon as he goes into 217, all hell bas- basically breaks loose. Because at that point, everyone wants to leave. Jack has already had enough of his family's BS. And like... Again, being accused of hurting Danny. Danny essentially goes into 217, meets the bathtub lady, gets strangled, and Wendy immediately blames Jack. And like, and while that is happening, Jack, who had, um, what do you want to say? He had some issues with his father. He like his father yeah. was not the best like figure for him, um, but. What ends up happening is the CB radio, I think it's the CB radio, yeah, the CB radio starts talking to Jack in his father's voice, basically telling him, like, oh, you're still just a pup, you're weak, you're useless, you need to go and, like, you know, be a father like I was to you, be like that to your son, he's not where he's supposed to be, and Jack basically loses his shit and, like, bashes the CB radio with a roke mallet. And then doesn't remember that he did it. He thinks that Danny's the one who did it. 
and like whenever like the hotel starts like kind of talking to him he like kind of blanks out and he doesn't remember what happened um later on he does the same thing with a snow cat he like goes to get the snow cat so they can kind of like plan to leave and then like he gets talked to by um durant Derwent. yeah was, i don't remember his first name but he's like the big i'm not calling like the big bad like he's the boss of the overlook hotel I mean, he kind of is. He was the one who was like he, the past where in the scrapbook. Yeah, he's the he one was who bought like the, the Overlook and like saved it. He's the one who bought it back, saved it, but then also was like the main culprit of all the bad things that kind of yeah. happened. And so from there, what pretty much takes place is he breaks the radio. Danny gets strangled by the woman in the tub. And like Jack like finally comes to and he realizes the CB radio is destroyed. He starts going ballistic, yelling for Danny, and then Danny, and then Jack and Wendy find Danny, and he's been strangled. And Wendy's like, "What the hell did you do to him? Why did you do this?" And Jack's like, I, wh- "What me? I didn't do anything." And yeah, the, from that point on, that's that's kind of when it kind of starts going down south because then at some point, like they notice lipstick on Danny. Then all of a sudden, Jack's like, "Oh, so." That's not my shade of lipstick. And like, all, it, it just goes downhill from there. Um, after 217. I was going to say, just let's move a little bit forward. Like, let's yeah. go to some of these like more in depth, like visions and stuff. Jack's like descent into madness. Like, go there. Uh, so basically, Jack eventually is like, he's basically just like kind of clocked out. He's like done. He doesn't really care anymore with the family. He just wants to get his job done. One of the scenes that is also kind of, I don't want to say like disturbing, but like noteworthy is the elevator scene. When the elevator's just kind of going off at night and Jack like goes down there with Wendy and Danny. They look at it and Jack's like, yeah, it's fine. There's nothing in there. And then Wendy's like, hang on, let me look. And then like there's a party mask. There's like confetti. There's all this stuff in the elevator, and like Wendy's like, "Yeah, no, something's going on here, and uh, I'm not a fan of it." And Jack's like, "I'm just doing my job. Like, let me be the caretaker. Like, let me do my job, my job." And eventually, what happens is when Jack is finally just kind of sick of things, he wanders into the bar area, and in the ballroom. It well. See, that's where I get confused. The ballroom and the bar is the same in the same place in the movie, but in the miniseries, it's two different rooms. So I don't know if they're in two different rooms in the uh, book or not. I don't remember. Yeah, um, but he goes. He goes to the bar, and suddenly it's stocked. When before, at the very beginning, they said, "Yeah, I hope you have your own alcohol because it gets taken off the premises for the winter season." And Jack's like, "Well, we don't drink, so it's all good." And suddenly he goes in there, and there's alcohol. There's liquor all over the place. And he's like, there's like a note left for him. It's like, please help yourself. And it's signed like management. And he's like, oh, all right, cool. And so from there, he kind of starts doing all this drinking again. Danny sees it in his head while him and Wendy are like hiding or like they're just like staying in the room. They're like asleep. And Danny basically tells Wendy like, yeah, he's drinking again. He's there's there's alcohol. And the funny, like, then in the ballroom, Jack is, like, summoned to go to the ballroom and, like, I don't want to say he's, like, the person of honor or something like that. But um, this is where we get the terrifying, like, line of, like, um, because we we got a character at the beginning called Delbert Grady, who was the caretaker before Jack. And what happened to him is he went mad, killed his family, and then himself in the book. In the miniseries, he was alone, which I think was kind of a... Well, yeah, focus on the bug. Yeah, focus on the bug. (laughs) And so, basically, like, Grady ends up being, like, one of the bartenders. Lloyd is the big one, but then he runs into Delbert Grady. And Grady's like, I've never been the caretaker. Because Jack's like, your name sounds familiar. You used to be the caretaker here. And then you, like, blew your brains out. Grady's like, no, I've never been the caretaker. You've, You've always been the caretaker. We were hired by the same person. And so it's... Then, like, make him go crazy. Yeah, and then Jack is all of a sudden just like, what? What are you talking about? 
Um, and so that kind of definitely played into the madness. And we get to the part where he's drinking. Wendy and Danny finally go to like confront him. And like he's going ballistic. He's choking the hell out of Wendy. And then like Danny gets involved. And then he gets his head bashed with, I think it was a bottle. And then they put him in the pantry, a walk in food pantry. And Jack. Yeah, they put Jack. Yeah, no, they put Danny in there. Bash his head with a bottle. No, Jack is in the food pantry. Danny and Wendy are just kind of coping with it. Like they're going to keep him in there. He's got plenty of food. They're stuffing the drink. They'll keep him in there until hopefully help shows up in January. We're still in December. This has only been like a month or so into them being at the hotel. Also, at this point, um, Danny has also like summoned Ullman basically. Well, yeah, at through this the point, shine, like he's basically like called to Dick because Dick told him when he left, like if you need me, like in case of emergency, like like what you did use to my your car, gift. Like, like call me, like call me, yeah. And so at this point, they're waiting for Dick to come and he has like a whole hell of a commute too but um i don't think wendy knew that dick was coming no danny knew and the hotel told jack um and so what ensues from now on is basically wendy and danny are just trying to live their life with jack just kind of locked up in the food pantry and then he gets a visit from mr grady again and he's like, it appears your wife is a bit more resourceful than we thought. Um, a lot of us are starting to think you don't have the belly for this. Like, you don't have the gut to do this. And Jack's like, no, 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 I do. Meanwhile, the whole time this is going on. So the on, hotel basically wants him to, like. They want them. They want him to bring Danny to them. And get rid of Wendy. And then can kill Wendy. Yeah. And the whole time this is going on, Jack is under the impression that management wants him. Like, yeah. management wants him. They don't really want, like, he's led on to believe they don't want Danny. They just want to, like, talk to him or whatever. But the hotel, like, wants him. Jack is the most resourceful person out of the group. He's the smartest. He's the biggest. He's, he's the, the one, prize possession. Like, he's, like, the go-to guy. But if you gave us your son, that'd be a lot more helpful. And so Jack is under the impression the hotel wants him. Like, upper management is, like, wanting him and, like, all this stuff. And so the hotel basically tells him, like, hey, like, we don't think you got the balls to do this, basically. And Jack's like, no, 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 no. I got this. Like, Open the just, pantry. Like, just let, let me out of here. Let me out of here and I'll show you that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I remember in the Shining movie, like, this was the part where it's like, okay, we were seeing apparitions. Don't know if they're physically there or not. And then, like, the door opens and, like, Jack is let free. Um, so now Jack is out and he basically is like on the hunt for Wendy and Danny. Um, meanwhile, Dick is still trying to get there. The guy's got like a delayed flight. He misses a flight. And then the hatch like, And then he like, we'll get to that. And so then finally we're getting to like the climactic, like finish of, um, Jack finally getting like some hits on the family basically. So Danny and Wendy are sleeping in the room. Wendy's like, I'm going to go check on your dad. Goes to the pantry and the door's open. She's freaking out. She's like, oh, shit. Um, and so Jack eventually stumbles upon her. And he puts a flipping beat down on her with a rope mallet. Like, like near inches of her life. And she fights back. Um, then we get the epic scene of them going to the caretaker room and like Jack's trying to break down the door with the rope mallet. And then he's like, Hey, there's a, there's an outside party trying to come here. You should uh, try and stop him." And that's when he's like, Oh, Dick. All right, cool. Meanwhile, Danny's just hiding wherever Danny is hiding. And so, um, finally, um, Jack leaves and then Wendy leaves eventually and, uh, Dick comes in, very anticlimactically, gets railed with the rope mallet by Jack, mm -hmm. um, does not die, and then Jack starts going after Wendy, and then uh, Derwent and Grady are like, we have more pressing matters, your son is up on the third floor, and time has grown relatively short, and Jack's like, what are you talking about? Time isn't short. 
They're like, no, 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 no. Go get your son. So he's like, all right. He says he's going to come back for Wendy later. Goes up to the third floor, and this is where we get the big climactic finish. Um, Danny remembers what Jack has forgotten. And if you've been here for the past 30, 40 minutes, however long this has been, as I said earlier, there is something very important that Watson told Jack he had to do every night. And Jack has not done it for probably two nights now. And that was dump the boiler. And Danny gets shown this by Tony. And when Jack, this is also like one of like the heartbreaking scenes that shows that Jack was recovering and he was a loving father. And because the hotel wants Jack to go and get Danny. And obviously the two of them are like face to face and everything. And Jack does like tell Danny, like, well, we, well, this is what I'm saying. So Jack is basically possessed by the hotel at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he drank and that like basically put the hotel on him. He's like, he's possessed and pretty much what happens is jack corners danny and like he fights back for a little bit and then like as jack he tells danny's like run like get away from me remember how much i love you but like get out of here like you need to leave and then like when the hotel takes back over basically smashes his face in to be like some grotesque looking like disfigured face and he's like all right, masks off then. I'm not your dad anymore. Like, Jack's gone. And then Danny reveals, yeah, he hasn't dumped the boiler. So y'all might want to go do that. Otherwise, boom. And so Jack, or well, the hotel at this point, runs away. Danny and Dick and Wendy all convene, at, or well, meet up, whatever, and escape. Jack gets down to the boiler and turns it. And he thinks that he got it in time, but he didn't. And the hotel basically blows up. And something that is very, very different in all the visions that have been put on the screen is the hotel's last-ditch effort to get to Dick. Like, in when he's in the shed, the hotel is talking to Dick like, just kill them. Just kill them. Like, take take the weapon that's in the shed. Go, go do it do it and so dick fights back against the hotel all three of them escape hotel's gone jack's dead and they're in florida (laughs) and then they're in florida no they're in maine no they go down to florida florida first florida first and then it's like the end of the book it's like the epilogue it's like a year later in the summer and they're in maine and dick has basically become the father figure for danny daddy dick we'll call him that I, or I'm, not no nope, let's not do that okay um, um but anyway that's like pretty much the book summed up in 40 minutes in the way that i can explain it. yeah i like i said i actually really really enjoyed this book i think that um i think it'd be a good place to start if you're wanting to start stephen king or if you're wanting to start the horror genre in general it could be it could be a good place to start. I could see it. I mean, um, if you're looking for something longer, like this will definitely, like I said, the beginning, you have to muddle through the beginning a little bit. Um, that's my personal opinion. I know other people won't agree with it, but kind of how the movie and the uh, TV miniseries is also the same kind of way. It kind of takes it a while to get going. Um, Cause the TV miniseries is basically, it's just broken down to like three different discs. that are mm-hmm. like an hour and a half long. Yeah. The entire first disc like is all the way up until the wasp nest and the wasp nest is like only like a hundred pages into the dang book it's like that just kind of shows like not a lot really transpired in the beginning it was just a lot of like filling in on like what the hotel is it's past and like what it can do yeah which is helpful but I could see where it could be a little bit bland like hey i'm here for the ghosts and the murder and rampaging alcoholic father I'm not here for a backstory. So what would you, uh, who would you recommend this book to? Like what tropes? If you like hotel horror. Ghost stories. Haunted house. If you like. Haunted house, ghost story. Um, um, Maybe, oh, winter. Yeah, winter themed horror. Lock room. Well, I mean, lock room thriller, I guess. It's not really a thriller, but you're in the same... It's isolated setting. Yeah. Um, 
I think that those are uh, supernatural. Be, yeah. I think if you like any of that, this could be definitely a good option for you. I mean, and... it also shows just like the broad range that King books have. Like, it can also be deemed like a science fiction book. Like, it's a long stretch, but you can technically deem it one of those. <laughs> but you could stretch it. <laughs> you could stretch. You could stretch it. Ha ha ha. So okay. funny. Um, but yeah, overall, we both really enjoyed this book, and we'd actually love to hear your thoughts. Go tell us in our DMs or over on the Instagram or something like that, because I think that this is a book that a lot of people have read. So I think that we could be getting a lot of opinions and we'd love it if you shared yours. And... The other disclaimer I'm going to throw out there for the people who are probably going to fact check me on a few things I might've mistaken or missed. I did just watch the miniseries recently. I have seen that more times than I've read the book. So I might've gotten some things mixed up. So just throwing it out there now. Be nice. Don't like come at me like, well, that's not what happened in the book. That's what happened in the sh- in the series. I literally just watched the series like a day and a half ago. So mm-hmm. like, that's what's more fresh in my head. I read the book in 2021, and then the first time in like 2019. So, means I'm time for a reread. So anyway, like we mentioned in the beginning, don't forget to. Uh, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and check out all of our social media down below and a couple i don't know what the next episode is going to be but one of the next episodes is going to be how to sell a haunted house deep dive by grady hendrick so don't forget to uh, read that book if you want a buddy read with us um you can it'll be available on i'm sure plenty of different library apps obviously the hardcover comes out on the 17th and then audio audiobook script all that um and then another one that we probably have got planned is i know i read 1122 a while ago but i i feel like i need to do a podcast episode with it yeah danielle is gonna probably look up a couple of questions or whatever or have me kind of do a deep dive like we did with this yeah um that won't be that'll probably be either the very end of the month or next month because we don't want to do too much stephen king in a row so i do But anyway, yes, that's the episode, and we will see you in the next one. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, and we will see you next week or over on social media. So have a great week, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.